First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. And welcome back to your favorite weekly podcast, the pod of the everyman, the Two Beers Podcast. Jordan and Drew doing the podcast with half our brain tied behind our back just to make it fair to the, all the other podcasts. Me and Drew are definitely willing to move to New Orleans to be the two side chicks. Drew, how you doing today? Uh, I was like, what is that from? Is that from, is that Brockmire? And then I got it. And I got it. There, it, there, is. there, there it, is. it is. There it is. Oh, man. I love it. Is Get Zion the- good? Get that, get that, it's not even good. You've been, you've been caught, you've been, you've been so on the money with that guy forever. Get that, get that, get that honey out of your mouth, dude. Um, <laughs> hey, air, air quality down to 153 now. Let's go. Let's go. I don't even know what that means, but, um, yep. Yeah, skies are orange, just like the last of us. So it, was 380, it was 385 last night. That's not great. What, what is that? 380, what does that mean? 385, like... It means it was it was hazardously dangerous per the uh, the weather app. Okay. Yeah. Bad bad air. Bad uh, bad air intake, my man. Um, <sighs> let's, let's assume position for the world-famous two-brew salute. And a three. And a two. And a... Ah. Wait, did I get it? Ah, got it. Um, I have a bottle... Of Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. What do you got? Oh, that's that's nice. Uh, I'm pretty. I was pretty down on our ball dropping last night. That I uh, I actually have a nugget nectar. <laughs> the nugs. Just so so embarrassing. What a we were we're we're, we're getting clicks left and right, and then once once people catch up to that episode, you'd be like, who the fuck are these guys? It was right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, <sighs> yep. That was that was the uh, balls were dropped. Uh, mistakes were made. It was like that softball player that locked herself in our buddy's our buddy's dorm room. Like it was there, just didn't get didn't get it, didn't get the hint. I, I was like, even listening back today, I was like, son of a bitch. How did we like it? It was still like ridiculous. Even, I mean, like, it's on me. Back. I didn't. I mean, it's not. It's not like we sat we sat and had a had a brainstorm session. Like, hey, what beers are we gonna have for like the winners of this uh this series? Like, do something cool, you know? Yeah. Oh well. Just, just me being me being silly. Just my my heart's been broken so many times by certain uh, certain people that are supposed to be my friends over the last month. It's yeah, you know, it's uh, it's affecting my my judgment. Listen, I you don't understand my mental uh, angst about this. Okay, like stop, stop, stop putting the pressure on me. I get it. I'm sorry. Got to make you, tough choices, bro. Sometimes you, you gotta pick you, me. You think I want to be hanging out with my family instead of hanging out with uh, Dan and Chris Algieri in New York City? Like, no, I'd ra- I'd rather be in New York. Well, with that, the fight week, the Tartan Tornado. Fight weekend, big fight feels. Let's go, let's go, let's let's go. Tiafimo Lopez in the Garden, the Hulu Theater, the house that Tio built, baby. Versus Josh Taylor, who only has two of the 
belts now, right? He, like he had the he's got one belt. Well, he's got the he's got the uh, ring magazine lineal title. Okay. So and then just the WBO, he was stripped of all other three. He had to vacate all other three titles. Because it's been sixteen months. Yeah, pro grade. Well, which is just hilarious because there's some other undisputed champs that don't fight. <laughs> that guy, I've had their belts way longer and haven't had to even have a fight and haven't had to vacate. So between Charlo and Canelo, those guys yeah, go, just go figure that out. Yeah, yeah. However, that is so. Uh, yeah, man. This is uh, this is going to be all kinds of uh, all kinds of funsies. I'm trying to. I can't believe I had I had box rack up and it just disappeared on me. This is lovely. Well, it's a true fifty fifty fight. Um, maybe you know, to you. Maybe to you. Uh, I think to most in the boxing world, it's a true 50-50 fight. Um, yeah, what's th- interesting, you, wait, before I did the teletape, yeah, what's, what's interesting about this one is that these two at one point, these guys at in 2020, late 2020, early 2021, had pretty much all the belts at 135 and 140. Tio yeah. beats, beats Lomachenko in the bubble, and then Josh Taylor beats Jose Ramirez in the bubble. Uh and then one guy just make, makes poor decision after poor decision. His career completely falls off the rocker. And then Josh Taylor uh, just has has a bad fight and a bunch of injuries, and now he's lost a lot of his steam. So, um, you know, both guys at one point were on the pound for pound. I think Taylor's still on most most people since he technically hasn't lost. But, yeah, this, this, this at one point had the makings of having a lot of belts involved, and now it's uh, – now it's basically a who still got it kind of fight. Um, but let's get into the the tale of the tape that we love to do. We got let's start with the champion, Josh Taylor, nineteen Josh Taylor, the Tartan Tornado, Tornado nineteen and 0, 13 knockouts. Uh, he is five foot ten with a sixty nine and a half inch reach, and he is so so tall for one forty. Yeah, and he's third. I think he's. Th- I think he's just turning thirty. His age is not Th- on. Thirty-two. Oh wow, he's thirty-two. God, these uh these Euro guys are. They, they start late, but Eddie Hoodles. Um, and then we have the challenger Tiafima Lopez. He's eighteen and one with thirteen knockouts. He is five foot eight, sixty-eight and a half inch reach. So even the Taylor Taylor is gonna have two inches on him height wise. Only has an inch on him with uh with reach. Uh, he is twenty-five years old. The the takeover, as he likes to uh, to to call himself, um, LOL. Yeah, so Tio, Tio, Jesus, did you did you did you watch any of the press conference today? Um, not not particularly. He, uh... <laughs> man, he's I got saw his outfit. I, I saw Taylor kept wanting to say something to him. And... He's got he's got some screws loose. He uh he was going he was he quoted Mike Tyson. And Josh Taylor said something like, "Oh, does Mike Tyson again? You have any of your own original quotes or thoughts, mate?" And uh, and he was like, "Yeah, I came up with one yesterday." And he was like, "Aim for death or something or other." And then he's like, "Yeah, you know, we just want to set the right example for the kids." <laughs> and he just started going up. And Josh Taylor's looking at the guy that's like that's doing the doing the uh, doing the, the the press conference, like asking the questions, and he's like doing the like psycho side. And he's like, "What is this guy all there?" Uh, pretty, pretty interesting stuff. Um, but that's the biggest thing with Lopez. Like mentally, where is he? You know, after the Sandor Martin fight, uh, you know, he he famously got caught on the hot mic asking his team, "Do I still got Whoa, it? Do I still got it? 
Yeah, which he then tried to like pass off as trying to something you know, as, as a mark yeah, yeah as a marketing tool. But you know, I was I was there uh, by myself um, for that fight. Uh, I thought I thought it was probably a draw. Look, if they were in freaking Pittsburgh, and I'd be every three months, I'd be like, "Are you coming to Pittsburgh? Are you coming to Pittsburgh? Are you coming to Pittsburgh?" Nobody's going to Pittsburgh. Um, God, Eddie Hoodles. But uh, I I thought that fight probably it probably I thought it was a draw. Uh, it probably had had the uh, official properly scored the second knockdown for Sandor Martin. It would have been uh, a draw for on the scorecards. Um, based on the 10, actually, no, Martin actually would have won the fight because that would have yep. flipped the 10, eight round. So I take that back. It would have, Martin would have won, uh, had it been, uh, scored correctly, but it was not, uh, that place was booing the shit out of TFE. Maybe, I mean, that's, to be fair, maybe it was the fight in general, but that's, that's his fake. I mean, he's really from Florida, uh, and, but he like resides somewhere in New York, I guess, or something they, they try to do, but he, uh, he was booed. Uh, he did not look great. Again, Sandor Martin, who's not known at all for his power, uh, you know, sent T.O. down to the mat with a check hook. Did he hurt him? No, but, you know, put him on the mat. So, you know, being on the mat being on the mat. Uh, you know, this is after he, – he looked fine against Camp, he fought, His first fight against 140 was Campos or whatever the hell that dude's name. That was a guy that was made to make T.O. look good. And, like, he got a stoppage in, like, the seventh round of a 10-round fight. But, like, I didn't think he looked great. Um and obviously, the fight before that was the Cambosis uh, fight. So that's that's where that's where Lopez is right now. And on the other side, we got you know Josh Taylor, who again his he's got a combined. I ah, damn, I, I got I it right here. I got it. Uh, what are, what uh, excluding his, his, his last six? His last six opponents' record is one hundred and thirty-three and zero. Insane. And Josh throw, Taylor's undefeated. And now throw Tio in there. I think if I'm doing the math right, that'll put him at. Well, that puts the opponents at 151 and one, right? Yep. At yep. Tio's 18 wins and one loss. That's outrageous. Like, so he has. He he may he may have had the the best undisputed run of all the undisputed champions that we have currently. Charlo would probably be be up there with him. And he had um, to go get all the belts himself individually. Who's that? Oh, I, oh, I guess outside of one, yeah, he yeah. Ta- Ramirez had two, so he won. Yeah, he went yeah, and got Ramirez three, yeah. So two. he had yeah. three fights for undisputed, but he fought. I mean, the you know the guys that were beaten were you know top notch guy, top level guys. Pro yep. Gray, Pro Gray, yep. him and Pro Gray fought to hell. Um, those two guys, the Ramirez again. Ramirez is a good again. I I'm not as high on Ramirez as some other people are. I think he's got some really bad habits, but um, you know Taylor Taylor fought him basically almost in his backyard, kind of, sort of. Uh, and, you know, he has a bad fight. He has a homecoming fight against Jack Catterall in November, or no, February of 2022. Mm-hmm. And does not look sharp at all. Gets dropped in the fight. And that was the way I forgot that there were two, there were two separate point deductions for each guy, which was just hilarious. Um, gets a co- very controversial decision. I think I had him losing the fight. Uh, most people had him losing the fight. Yep. Was supposed to rematch Catterall. Had two injuries. He's changed trainers. Hasn't fought in. Is it going to be? Is it sixteen or eighteen Six, months? Sixteen. Sixteen months. Uh, and I mean, hey, kudos to him. He's, he's he's coming right out for a challenge. I mean, although he has no real choice because it's the only belt he's got left, and this was the the mandatory. Um, so that's kind of where Taylor is. You know, his last time we saw Josh Taylor, like he he looked awful and probably lost, arguably lost the fight. Um. So that's kind of where we are between why it's viewed as a 50-50 fight here with these these two uh, these two gentlemen. So I know I just talked a lot. What do you want to say? 
gentlemen, that's that's a we've heck, never. Heck I, I I I will say this. I feel like we've never been more op before we even get predictions. We've never been more opposite on who we think is going to win this fight. The only thing I can think of is Usyk Joshua won, but even that was like. I you you said Usyk was going to win. I was like 50-50, but I just leaned Joshua because of the size and the power. So I like it was like 60-40. I don't even think I I think I'm at like 90-10 with my guy here. I, and, you're, 90, and you're and you're at 90-10 on your We have never been this far apart on on how we think a yeah, fight's going to so go. Just, so go ahead, couple, you do your thing. A couple other yeah. particulars um you know, Puerto Rican Day uh in, in New York City, uh, usually there's a Puerto Rican at the headliner. Xander's going to be the co-headline. Um, it's uh, on ESPN for free, 10 o'clock Saturday night. So It is on ESPN. It is, it is, it is ESPN. It's not it, just ESPN+. Plus. Cor- correct. correct. Okay. Um, I, I double-checked that um, today on, on uh, Top Rank's Twitter. Yeah, I knew it wasn't pay-per-view, but I thought it might just be plus. But God, okay. No, no it's going to be on the network. Um, and so... Uh, one other thing to note on this fight is, uh, as you alluded to, T.O. was at 135. You know, he, he this is now his third fight at 140. Um, yes. And so he's looked Third shaky. fight in eight months, I think. He's looked a little bit shakier at 140. Like, the power hasn't really translated as much. He's, he looks like he might be a little bit small for the division. Um, Taylor is really like weight weight drains himself for the division uh he he keeps wanting to move up to 147 and he hasn't yet so he's still at 140 but he's he's big yeah, there's the just division. no there's there's no money for him at that division right now um well it, who's he i don't yet? know about that well who's he there's no money fights they're not te- i mean it's all te- yeah, Taylor or Crawford and Spence have just handcuffed the entire division for right, right. for three years. So there's just no boots. Boots there is could, gonna... there could be in the in, in the next couple. Well, of years. that's all. Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, but yeah, so he's yeah. not gonna waste. He's not gonna waste his time fighting. That's why he hasn't gone up there yet? Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. yeah that's all yeah. I'm saying. Like he's not boots. Boots. Stanionis and Ortiz are not. They're not even on the table for him. So, so it's let's like do this. Fight. I'll, I'll take path to victory for my guy. You take path to victory for your guy. All right, uh, and, and then and then I'll give the odds. So, uh, who goes I, first? Odds or I, evens? I'll take odds on three. What do you? Would you throw out one, two, three? What? I, gonna go? I, I'm going. I'm going Taylor. <laughs> so, so here it comes. That would have been um, fun to see who who was telling the truth. God. Um. So. Uh, Taylor. I'm I'm taking Taylor. Um. I I uh, I I think you know. Taylor's a, a southpaw stance, Tio orthodox, which Tio has faced uh, a couple southpaws here. But um, I, I think the path to victory for Taylor is the, he's not much of a jabber, which you would think if he's bigger to use his jab. But I think what he's actually going to do is I, I think Tio likes to use his jab as a setup punch, like one twos, one twos, which actually is what exactly what gave. Taylor trouble versus Catterall because um, I think he just overlooked Catterall and was weight drained too much. Um, I, I think he slips those those feeling out jabs by Tio by stepping to the right and shooting the straight left to both the the belly and and the head. And I think he also has some uh, some quick check right hooks. Uh, he does decent body work. Uh, so maybe some to the body, 
in some to the to the head. And when he starts piling up uh, um, combos, he he will sneak a an uppercut in there. And so I I uh, I, I think he eventually I think he just slowly builds and eventually is just putting it on To um, by you know eighth ninth tenth round. I'm, I'm thinking we get a stoppage. Somewhere in that eight to ten, ten range. I'll say that, ten. Oh, okay. That's that's what I'm thinking. Hmm. Interesting. The uh, Tio getting dropped at plus two two twenty five might be juicy then for you. Yep. What? Uh. Wait a second. You have the odds up? No, I I I out the out the algorithm monster got me so. Draft the draft king, draft draft king odds were like popping up on my uh insta on one of the Instagram stories today and I just saw Taylor or Tio Tio getting a Tio Tio getting knocked down is like a plus three plus two twenty five because that's stuck in my head that's the only one I saw. All right, I'll I'll I'll, I'll um update you on that um shortly. But what okay. is uh what 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 what's your uh, path to victory for Tio? What how do you see Yeah, so it? I I actually think Tiafimo is going to win this fight. I I just I just think it's it, it's not even some of it's stylistically, but a lot of it is I just think it's bad time. I think he's just going to he's just going to lock in a fight in a guy at the right time again. Like Josh Taylor hasn't fought in 16 months. He's coming off two injuries, new trainer. He did not look good in his last fight which he like blamed on the weight and he kind of then he kind of blamed on he didn't really take Caterall seriously. So like if it's if it was the weight in the first place, like I mean, he hasn't gotten any younger, and he still has to drain down to to 140 pounds. I think, um, he, I think he's that much bigger, 140 pounds. What did, did I say? 147. Oh, you said two 140 pounds. I thought you said 240. Oh no, no, no yeah, yeah, two, yeah. Two he had to drain down to 140, yeah. 240 pounds. Um, I think that he's yeah, all those things that you said about check hooks, uppercuts and stuff, like I always and I always think about the perfect game plan for that for a bigger, smaller fighter was Jamel Herring and Carl Frampton. And that's like what Taylor should do. Everything you said was spot on. I don't think he's gonna do any of it. I don't I think that he doesn't like Lopez. I think he's going to stand in the middle of the ring and be easy for Tio to find. And Tio is just more of a natural counterpuncher. And I you know we saw we saw a couple counter punches, yeah, like the one twos, like just off some some Taylor misses where Catterall put him put him on his ass. I think Lopez, I think Lopez is going to do the same. I don't I don't think he's going to knock out Josh Taylor, but I think he I think he's going to get a knockdown in the fight. I, I think it'll probably go the distance, but I think Tio is going to do enough early to get the decision. Because again, like you're coming off six, man, you're coming off sixteen right sixteen months of of being inactive, like. Just getting back in the ring and being in ring shape is a is a huge thing. And listen, like Tio, and the mental part of it's definitely a thing with him and and his you know whack. Even his dad was I don't, I don't know if you saw some of the ta- weird tangents the dad was going on today with Sean Porter made no, no. fucking sense at all. My God, like basically saying that he messed up his son because he took away like his ability to see what the other guy's doing and countering. I'm like, what? What did you do? Um, yeah, I, I just, I, I just, I just think at least he's been in the ring, so like he's at least like this will be, I think, his third fight in eight months. I think I'm pretty sure that's maybe not. Yeah, yeah, because he fought in August of last year, uh, maybe Ted, August last year. Then he fought in December, and now he's fighting again here in June. So he'll almost get three fights here in a year. And I just think that matters. So 
And again, I think that I, I think he's going to counter Taylor. I think it's going to be more of what Taylor does. I just think that Taylor's not going to fight. I would feel more confident if Taylor had Ben Davidson still in his corner, to be obviously, because I I think Davidson is a very good strategic trainer and would have him fight a smarter game plan against Tio that he's going to do. So uh, I I, th- I like all your analysis, and, and and you make a lot of really good points. Um. It should be very easy for Taylor to do what you said. I just don't think he's going to do it. Well, here's here's what I here's what I I, I think that, but I think it is going to be a firefight. I but I I think in that firefight when Tio throws like the left or the right, I think he's just going to get his foot his lead foot to the outside and just slip whatever Tio throws and just shoot straight left down the middle yeah. in the middle of all that firefight, and then he's just going to start pouring it on him. Now yeah. the reason I say that is because. I'll point to a couple things. Now, not a recent fight, but Progray, to me, is more of a dog than Tio. And maybe that's... I agree. I agree. And, and Taylor sat there and banged in the middle of the ring with Progray and beat him. <coughs> Excuse me. And and Tio, he tried to get into a couple firefights with, like, Sander Martin. And, like, Sander Martin put him down. Like, imagine someone who could throw. So that's why I'm like, mm, I'm... That's why I'm I'm leaning the way I'm leaning, just because. Okay. Yeah, listen, I we're we're gonna say like if I if I like if I'm Taylor, the first two rounds, I'm I'm using my size. I'm letting Tio come forward and do that stupid like that shit where he tries to be Roy Jones when he's not Roy Jones. Like he lunges, he has terrible yes. like he has terrible like oh, I so would I would you, allow. I'm glad you said that. Like that, that's, that's how that's that's, that's how, how he's San- gonna get knocked out. Well, he that's took- how well that's how Sandor Martin knocked him knocked him down yes. because he came lunging yes. in and he just. Boom! Just gave him a gave him a gave him a hook <laughs> and knocked That's, him down. And Taylor, and now like I see that power coming from Taylor, he should be able to do that. Um, I'm glad you said that about lunging because that's I, I wanted to make that exact prediction. It's going to be very similar to how Ro, Roly just like walked right into a tank left. Ooh, that's that's what how I see this going. Like Tio's going to think he has him lined up. And Taylor's just going to slip and shoot the left, and it's going to be bang. Yeah. Listen, nothing would make me happier than watching live Tiafimo Lopez get fucking knocked out. <laughs> nothing. And, and, and you know what? What's, what's just wild is like, picture. Holy crap. I'm, I'm watching this hockey game, and I don't know if they have replay, but. Did Carolina just tie it? Uh, Florida. Florida tied oh, it. Florida. But with 11 seconds left, the Vegas guy just like falls over, and I don't even think anybody touched him, and they called a penalty. I don't, I don't know if they're reviewing this or whatever, but holy oh, man. crap. There's 11 um, seconds left. It's tied. Anyway, keep okay. going. No, I was going to say, um, like when you really think about – like this they, – they I was listening to the Mannix podcast. I forget who he was talking to, but he asked, who's who's the fight more important? Who, who needs to win the fight more? And it's definitely Lopez. Like if you think in, in an alternate universe, Tiafimo, he, he beats Lomachenko in October of 2020, right? If, if, if they just hadn't – if if they just hadn't thought they were smarter than everybody else and just trusted their promoter that fast tracked their career, like when you think about it, he got he got a, a a unification title. First off, he got a world title fight in his first twelve fights. He got a unification. Then he got a, a a three, four, whatever you want to call it, belt unification fight with the pound for pound number one guy in thirteen fights. Boots Ennis has fought thirty one fights and hasn't had a championship fight yet. Like. Top rank has done, top rank has done well by Tiafimo, so like the fact that they try to act like like they've done him wrong is insane. If they would have just trusted them, 
done the Cambosis mandatory through top rank instead of this like they thought they were they were slick like colluding with Cambosis to take it to purse bid, which then they go to Triller, it gets delayed. Fuck, they have to move because they can't sell against Floyd Mayweather. He loses. You know, he, if he just does that, he probably beats Cam. He probably fights. He probably fights Cambosis in like May of 2020. And I'm sure if 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 there's not all these distractions and these delays and all this other crap, I bet you he beats Cam. He probably ices Cambosis pretty easily. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't have been surprised. And then and then that would have set up the big money fight, the rematch with Lomachenko in December. Whether they did it on Heisman night. I remember, I remember Aaron was talking about how the Saudis wanted that fight in December. He would have got a huge payday to, to, to rematch Lomachenko. And listen, if he would have won, he would have solidified that there was no fluke that he beat him. If he would have lost, then they would have had a third fight that would have been a big money fight. And then, and, but then if he beats him, he could have, he could have, he could have moved, vacated the belts and moved right up to 140 and fought Josh Taylor for for the undisputed championship at 140 because the W I don't know if it's WBO or that I always forget if it's WBO or WBA that has the rule where if you're a champion in a lower weight class if you move up you're automatically the number one contender so like that's 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 the alternate universe for what should have happened for Tiafima Lopez had he just been had his career had he been had his management Stuck and to it, the script had his management and his father just properly helped him and managed him and just trusted top rank to just like again like and even even this fight he's getting at 140 he doesn't deserve he does not deserve a title shot at 140 but because the wbo has good connections with aram this is the fight that they have like it's and then like there it was really funny how he was thanking top rank and espn today at his press conference after he like you know pooped all over them like two months ago um so again nothing would make me happier to watch him get knocked out in new york city in the hulu theater that would be fun. I just, I don't know. I just don't know, man. I think, uh, I just think we're gonna see. It. I, I just think we're meant to have to have the summer of Tio with with the videos of him and him and that idiot dad, like just screaming and hollering. Ugh, God, I just can't. I can't. I can't All right. do it. Well, here's the odds, and then let's note some other fights and move on to some other stuff because we got okay. a ton. We got a ton to get to here. Okay. All right. Josh Taylor, minus two hundred. Tiafimo plus 155. Okay. So, as pretty much a coin flip. Yep. Total rounds? 10.5. Over 10.5 is minus 225. Under is plus 160. It's interesting. That's interesting that it's 10.5. Yeah, which 10.5 is a little bit of the favorite. The over is a little bit of the favorite. Yeah. Um, uh, Josh Taylor by decision. Plus 175. Josh Taylor by stoppage, plus 250. Draw, plus 1,200. That's pretty low for a draw. That's That that that's, means it's more likely than a, a normal fight. Uh, Tiafimo by decision, plus 275. And Tiafimo by stoppage, plus 450. Okay. Your, your thing that you saw of... Uh, Tiafimo to be knocked down. You said it was like plus. Two, it was like plus two twenty five. I thought plus one thirty five on this. This uh, okay. Okay. Oh oh, total knockdowns over a half is minus one fifteen. Ooh. Under a half is minus one fifteen. So it's a coin flip. Uh, if a guy's going to get knocked down, 
I, I think that there's going to be a knockdown. I, I think both. I, I think we're going to see two knockdowns in this fight, to be honest so with So they you. have that, too. Both fighters to be knocked down is plus 1,100. Ooh. Oh, man, that might be juicy to put a couple buckies on. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see that, too. Um, And then they have knockdowns by round. Anyway, um, so we are far apart here. <coughs> Very oh, far. Me. I have Taylor by stoppage. You have T.O. by decision. And we shall see. But other fights this weekend. Oh, come on. Um, all right, I'm going to try and just rattle them off here as I find them. Sonny Eds is in action. Sonny Edwards. Um, sorry, I'm scrolling through the app here. Guillermo Rigondeau is on Friday. Riggies, Riggies. Let's go. Um, Adrian Broner is on a Friday. That's hilarious. Oh, that's right. I keep forgetting Broner. Um, uh, sorry, I'm scrolling. Shushu Carrington, minus 6,000. He's on the card. Jermaine Ortiz, I want to see him since his, you know, ever since he fought Loma. Minus 3,500. Uh, Robeson minus 3,500. I always want to see my guy get some momentum back. Mm -hmm. um, Omar Rosario versus Juan Carlos Rivera. Rosario's minus 220, Juan Carlos Rivera plus 170. I don't really know those guys that much, but just the fact that it's a coin flip, you know, got to keep, uh, keep an eye out. Xander, Xander, the, Xander Zayas, the, the co-main minus thirty five hundred. He'll get the biggest pop of the night. Oh, for sure. Um, from there, I mean Henry LeBron minus three thousand. Um, Shane Mosley Jr. Whatever minus three fifty. Um, oh, Mungia versus Derevchenko. Mungia is minus 700. Der Derevchenko is plus 450. You got to keep an eye on that. Um, and and that's it. That's at 11 o'clock. So I don't. What promotion is that? Do you know? Does uh, uh does own Golden Boy? Mungia? Yeah. I think he's Golden Boy. Yeah, I think you're. I mean, right. it's on. It's it's, right. it's on the zone. Yeah, I think you're right. Cool. Awesome. All right, half hour in. Lovely. Did it. Let's go. Done it. Where's your seats? I have not purchased my seat yet. Uh, you might just go to the Maybe you should just stay at the bar and just just stay. Oh, no, I'm definitely going to I'm definitely going to go. I just I just think that it's going to right now the cheapest seats 100 bucks and it, with fees and I'm kind of thinking like it's going to drop to like 70 bucks, 60 bucks. So I'm feeling it out. I'm gonna I'm gonna check tomorrow to see if uh Especially if everything stays orange and like people just well, that's, out to go out. Yeah, that's kinda yeah. And I'm kinda playing it like by that too, like how yeah, I yeah. Yeah. I'd rather I'd 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 much rather go to the fight though, now that that's like a thing. Like, you know, I I like go out to, to fights and stuff. I I just don't huh. say that I'm gonna do it and then not do it. I'm I, I'm gonna go. Cool. Yeah. All right. Got the gloves on now, baby. Mm. Next order of business. So, um, the live and the PGA. How about them apples? Merge? How about them apples? With the European tour? 
Um, it's like Dunder Mif- D- the second second biggest merger since Michael Michael Scott Paper, Scott Paper Company, Company. And, D- and Dunder Mifflin. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot to unpack here. Lots to unpack. <clears throat> but the the way it's it looks like it's gonna um, work, Drew, is that they they basically created a for profit shell company in a way that the PIF, which is the Saudi's investment fund, can dump money into that shell company, which then the PGA can use and give them a return on their money. But the the PGA will continue to be whatever designation of organization. They might even be a nonprofit. I don't even know. Like, uh, whatever it is, they're, they're untouched. Um, and the live and the European tour are also going to report to this like shell company, basically. So that it seems like that means that at least to start the three tours are going to operate side by side. And I think the thought is that the players, you know, there'll be a, a, a more co- coherent and, um, like point system, like world golf point system. Okay. Um, a more inclusive point system, and and that the players will have some, um. I uh, what's they'll be able to migrate back and forth between the events. I think a little bit more freely. So they haven't released any details yet, from what I saw. But what everybody's waiting to see is those guys those pga guys who were loyal to the pga and turned down the big checks mm-hmm. from live will they get some kind of large stipend to even that playing field be now that like within what 12 to 18 months it all got wa- washed out to be the same company anyway um you know those guys stayed loyal everyone's waiting to see will they get some kind of stipend because it's kind of odd if the guys who left the tour, who took the money, and now have the same rights as the guys who stayed loyal, yeah, and got to keep their lump sums, like doesn't seem fair. That, that's bizarre. Um, so, I I think what's going to happen is that, um, the, basically you're going to end up with events with more watered down fields in on the PGA tour I think and I think some of the uh the live events they'll be able to like they'll they'll do something with the rosters whether it's like a salary cap like reserve players whatever and they'll be able to say like hey you know whatever I don't even know the team names for live but like Phil Mickelson's team will bring over Colin Morikawa for these seven events, you know, and that'll go towards their points for the season. Or I don't even know how it works, but I, I think I think stuff like that where they'll be able to have uh, like more more um, cro- cross functioning there. I think right. eventually Rory McIlroy brought this up in a little bit indirectly, and I the more I, it sinks in, I think he's right. I think eventually live is phased out as an entity but like like their concept kind of gets just folded into the pga which again is going to be super weird because all those live guys are just going to be brought 
brought back into the fold of the PGA and not have to play as much. And, and you know, they'll be the, the conduit to, for the team game. They basically will become the conduit for the Saudis to, you know, pay off a bunch of players and, and within a course of a handful of years become part owner or majority owner of the PGA Tour. Doesn't which, seem fair, man. Which is just nuts. Well, I mean, uh, I'd say it's not fair to the guys who are loyal to the PGA. That's what I, that's what I mean. But I, I I don't think it's unfair to the Saudis. They're paying for all this crap. They've got to own something. You pay this much money. You know what I mean? Um, it's It's, you know, it's interesting from the whole morality point because to me that was always a little bit of a straw man argument um you know like they're invoking like the families of 9-11 and stuff and it's like wait wait a minute hold on like and here drew here's here's the biggest thing a couple years back yeah um i forget what country but it was in um an embassy and I forget the particulars of which embassy. I can't remember if it was a Saudi embassy on foreign soil or if it was a foreign embassy on Saudi soil. I forget which one. But there was a journalist who went named Khashoggi who went into a um, uh, an embassy and the Saudis took him out of that embassy in parts, in duffel bags. So, real bad crime, right? Like, they denied it. They had videos of the of people carrying the duffel bags out. Turns out it was true. Real bad international, like, thing, right? Right. So, that was, like, when Liv got announced, that was fresh in everybody's mind. And so, that's, so then they cited that. They cited all of the other Saudi transgressions against, like, you know, uh, homosexuals, um, religious persecution, that type of stuff, uh, women's rights. Um, and so, and, and then, you know, the X amount of the hijackers came from on nine 11 came from Saudi Arabia. So like everyone just piled on and was like, this is why they can't have golf. I, I always thought that was a little bit of a stretch myself. And I only say that because, I, like, I, I, I here, I, I pulled up the list of, of companies that the Saudi investment fund, and just for your and the listeners' uh, edification here, Drew, like, these, these uh, Middle Eastern countries, like, they have in investment funds that are run by their state governments that basically are PE firms. Okay. So, you know, the, then they they invest in things domestically and worldwide, and then that money, you know, gets put back into the state coffers. Um, but, like, they have, uh, they had stake in Uber, like a 5% stake in Uber, like $3.5 at one point. Um Video game companies, Capcom, Nexon, and EA, Electronic Arts. Um, they had uh, a stake in Live Nation, Boeing, Facebook, Citigroup, 
Disney. Uh, like, like they they had like a 495 million stake in Disney. Again, I, I'm assuming this is. I'm assuming it's stock, but maybe it's some kind of like you know preferred vehicle. I, I I don't know exactly what it, what it was that they invested in, but I mean they're just in so many things like this investment fund that it's like I thought people who were like who boycotted it on those grounds and I'm like all right, well like do you fly boat on a Boeing or like do you watch Disney or take an Uber? I, 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 like, where where's your line? You know. Yeah, yeah, fair point. I was just like, I don't know. Um, my concern always was that foreign nationals were going to take over American sports, which sports leagues, which I don't want to happen. I, I, and mainly because I'm always concerned. Like, I don't. Want, I hate taking home games. This is my criticism of Goodell. Yeah. I hate taking home games away from American cities. Like, that's yeah. a big deal, especially for, like, and, and I know, like, you kind of chuckle at it, but, like, American kids, like, like one, you need it for business because you need to grow, like your, like, your next generation of fan base. But, like, taking a kid to a game, no matter what the sport is, like, that's as pure as it gets. And, like, when you just start limiting those opportunities, that just I just hate that. And so, um, I, I, that's my concern, um, that like they, that like golf was the one with the lowest barrier to entry. Cause all they had to do was pay off a couple players and here they are two years later, they own the PGA tour pretty much. Um, and, and I'm, I'm worried that they, they then do start doing that with the NBA. Um, or I, I think that I think if I were them. And if I were the Rock, I would try and sell them the XFL, you know, the USFL, because if if they can just kind of again low barrier to entry, because somebody has already built the USFL, already built the XFL, they can come in with their money, buy the league or the teams, then they could just start throwing huge money at NFL players, like double the salaries and stuff. Like, yeah. if you if you're like think of guys that like Dalvin Cook just got cut. Derrick Henry is about to get traded. Like, Ezekiel Elliott's a free agent. <clears throat> like, what if they gave these guys big money? Like, or Aaron Rodgers, they threw, like, $100 million a year at, or, like, 200 Like, whatever the case is, if they just took these guys that are, like, towards the end of their rope, or even some, some guys that are, like, just hitting their prime and just start throwing big money for them to come play in the USFL, XFL, whatever it is, like – then you start to water down the NFL talent pool. Oh man, that's that is that's a problem. Slippery slope. Yep. And the other thing I thought of is, what if they, you know, Super Bowl is always, uh, you know, moved around the cities. Who says no if they said, all right, you know, th we see it in boxing all the time. They bring these boxing matches or UFC fights or whatever to Saudi Arabia. What if they go, hey? NFL. We will give the owners one and a half billion, and we'll give the players' union three billion. We want two of the next five Super Bowls. Mm. And then all of a sudden, the players—who's I mean, going to say no to that? Like, do you realize the windfall that that is? Like, for just to—I—I I don't think it's a good idea. But who's going to Super Bowls anyway? Not the average person. Like, yeah. it's like. 
I mean, it's mostly it's mostly court. Yeah, it's mostly corporate. Corporate and and like celebrities anyway. Yeah. So it's like, you know, a lot of these celebrities can get into Saudi Arabia probably no problem. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I I that's that's probably a little bit more far fetched. But I mean, could it happen in, in the next ten to twelve years? I don't know. Maybe. Um, so that's kind of, of where my head is with that. Um, I, I, I don't like the watering down of American sports products. Um, but to me, it's not like a moral thing. And in terms of golf, I mean, I, I loved Rory coming out and saying like, I will never accept the live players, no matter what, (laughs) which, Hey, you know what? I love, I love when athletes hate each other. That's great. It's great theater. Sweet. Bring it on. I mean, Kep, Kep, Kepka DeChambeau was the best thing that's oh, happened. It was like the golf. height of golf, yeah. Yeah, without without Tiger, like that, like, yeah, man. Yeah, so then I, I was also thinking about this, my prediction that Tiger would, would join Liv with a cart for like $400 million or $500 million in 2025, which now it's coming out that he turned down $800 million to go to Liv. Jeez. Who but, turned down it? What was it? So they they list they, there was a list of of guys who turned down money. They were like, "Who's gonna make up uh, these guys?" And Tiger was eight hundred million. Um, I have to, mm. uh, like Will Zalatoris was like a hundred and thirty million. I think I I think um, Matsuyama was like four hundred million. Morikawa was three hundred million. Um, <clears throat> maybe Rory was like three hundred million, some four hundred million, something like that. Um, so yeah, it was like, all right, are these guys going to get, going to get some kind of lump, but, um, you know, once, once they caved on the majors, once the majors were like, Hey, we're, we're going to bring everybody in. That was kind of at that point. And and I think the guy who looks the worst in all this, obviously is Jay Monahan, the, the the commissioner of the the PGA, like just fighting tooth and nail again invoking the moral high ground and then just selling out like how can you do that and 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 you know they're everyone's asking him the questions and he just has no good answers um it just it just makes no sense to to do it the way that he did it uh, now i'll say and the florida panthers win in overtime two to one in the series <clears throat> i'll say um that you know, when all this stuff going on in the courts about antitrust lawsuits, hey, you're you're because the PGA Tour is not like other leagues. Like the players are always free agents, um, so you know, there there all this antitrust lawsuit that was going on, they were going to have a hard time litigating all that, and so, especially knowing that like, hey, we have X amount of dollars we could spend on that, and the Saudis have unlimited dollars they could spend on that. So at that point, it's either, okay, like negotiate now from a position of strength or um, like basically whittle down and try, and then like you'll just be weaker in like five years and then you'll just have to like take a deal. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I under, 
I under, like conceptually I understand why they had to had to take a deal, but like after the way Jay Monahan acted and said he would never never do that is just terrible. Um, Not a great look, my friend. And then I'd say the guy who comes out the weakest in all of this, you know, Jay Monahan, most embarrassing, whatever. But in my mind, Greg Norman, totally lame duck. They, they didn't even tell him it was going on. He, he, he found out just the way everyone else found out. And he's supposedly the commissioner of Liv. Lame duck. He, 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 his, he's totally mean, meaningless position now. So, um, anyway, I, uh, that's, that's my thoughts on it. Um, do you have any thoughts on it? Uh, it's just wild that uh, so quickly this happened that they uh, within like two years. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I mean we were we were we were sitting here uh, talking about how probably in a matter of eighteen months they were going to basically tell Tiger he could take. <laughs> they would they would they would start a yeah they would make the big play for Tiger Woods. To the point where the PGA may actually let let, let the guys start using golf carts instead yeah. of having to walk, um, and now they've now they've merged together. So, now nah, that was educational. Glad you. I, I I purposely stayed out of the news on it so you could you could walk me through the uh, the ins and outs. Yeah, so. that's why I was. I, I knew you 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 had said you were gonna just you know stay out of the news on it, and that's why I was trying to get into the weeds. You know, I mean, I I, I I I yeah, I I do so much for the pod. I figured I'd let you do a little something, have a little time. I appreciate that. I mean, you know, I like to share. Um, so I, and I'll say this about the live. Like I, I tried to watch a couple of the broadcasts. They, they just, they just don't, didn't work. They just were not good broadcasts. Like the whole shotgun start. I like the concept of, Hey, every other sporting event takes three to four hours. Let's have our event take three to four hours. So let's do a shotgun start. So the, the whole round is done. It didn't work. It was it, it was hard to follow. Who was on what hole? Who had what holes coming up? This the the, the uh, scoreboard they used was just so trash. You know they, they abbreviated players' names in a nonsensical way. They had the team scores going on. You don't know who's on what teams. It, it was it was weird. It was it was a it was a rough broadcast. Real rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was it was not even fun to watch. Um, like you see shots, but you have no idea like what that even meant. Like, okay, how many holes this guy have left? Like, is he near the top? I don't know. It it was, it was, it was not great. Um, so yeah, Uh, anyway, we'll see how this unfolds. There's still, there's going to be tons of more details to come out because who, honestly, who the hell even knows how this, how this goes down. In terms of like semantically, I'm looking forward to it. All right, enough of that. Um, let's see my notes here. Um, Stanley Cup, like I said, at Flor- Florida Panthers just won here in overtime. Their f- game three. Um, Vegas took the two games in Las Vegas. Yeah, they did. Game one, you know, I thought could have went either way. I thought it was tight, and then <laughs> it was. <laughs> was that seven to two? No, no, that was that was game two. It was, I think, it was, ended up being five to two. But it was it was two two, <coughs> entering, uh, the third, and Florida was in my mind was carrying the play a, a little bit, 
Um, but Aiden Hill just makes a ridiculous save in game one. Aiden Hill was awesome in game one. I gave them the spark they needed. Um, and then uh, Vegas scores one in the third. They pop in another and then and then an empty netter to win. I think they won 5-2. Uh, game two, Vegas looks like they, they shook off the nerves. And they, they just smoke Florida. Uh, game three in Florida here. Vegas goes up. No, I'm sorry. Florida goes up one nothing. Vegas ties it at the end of the first. Um, it's kind of a back-and-forth game. Kachuk takes a big hit in the middle of the first. Um, comes back. Scores the game-tying goal with about three minutes left in the third to send it to overtime. Um, Carter Verhage, my guy. That's why I stumbled. You may have noticed I, was, I had that long pause there talking about the PGA. Right. Carter Verhage has the game winner here in overtime. Um, you know, from, from the from the right point to, if they go down three nothing here, then it, you know it's it's curtain. So, absolutely massive overtime goal, um, for for Florida. Um, Aiden Hill still playing awesome, and um, Bobrovsky. Awesome uh, is as awesome does. Bobrovsky was was getting outplayed by Aiden, Aiden Hill a little bit there in Vegas, but he had a good game here tonight. Not that he was bad, he was just getting outplayed by Aiden Aiden Hill. But great game by him here tonight. Um, Florida tried to bring the physicality, which Vegas is a physical team. Um, I, you know, I always hide my man crush of Petrangelo, but um, for Vegas. But um, hey, we're going to Game Four. And we'll go from there. So uh, maybe, by, by, maybe by the time we talk next week, we'll have a, a Stanley Cup champion. But we may, not. we just maybe may. <clears throat> All right. Moving on to some news and notes in the NBA. Um, I will ask the question yet again: Is Zion good? <laughs> uh this. <laughs> Did the did the did, did the Knicks end up getting the best guy in this draft? Uh, well, it depends. Is how, how do you feel about Rui Hachimura? Yeah, fair fair point. Um, you know, but that was the huge thing. It was like, oh man, they got three in a two man draft, and now uh, outside of uh, him being Canadian, uh, R.J. Barrett's looking pretty good right now, isn't he? Pretty pretty good. Uh, yeah, man, Zion sliding into those DMs. Getting some crazy, uh, crazy stuff coming out. Um, I let you spit in my mouth. <laughs> he's had, he's had, he's now had more, uh, more, more, sh- more stripper uh, news breaks than actual. <laughs> sorry, than actual like on the court breaks here uh, in the last two years. Which those is pretty, are some highlights we don't want to see. Yeah, right. Uh, um, you know, hopefully. I mean, I doubt. You know, I don't. They, I doubt anything comes of this. I mean, he's not, he wasn't, he's not married to the woman. As far as I know, he's not married to the woman he impregnated. Um, so really this is just an NBA player, a single, a single man having fun with multiple women, which, you know, maybe you'd question impregnating strippers, but you know, they're people too. Look, it, it, (laughs) Somebody brought this up, and you like, gotta go. You gotta go to a pumpkin patch, a church group. That's where you, you gotta meet a nice girl. Okay, well, don't tell that to uh, 
Robert De Niro and Al Pacino, these 80-year-old men, you know, impregnating 20-some-year-old women. Are those real stories? Uh, definitely De Niro. I don't oh. know about Pacino. I didn't know if that. I didn't know if that was like a spoof. I didn't realize no, those that were was real. real. So like, you know, that's disgusting as well. But those are, you know, individuals who have their life together. Right. Zion is still trying to make an impact as a young 22-year-old person, with like years and years of income ahead of him. I, I'm not condoning De Niro and, and and I don't know if Pacino did or not, but if he did, I, like that's to me that's disgusting because you're not gonna be around for your child's life. I think I that's just so weird. Um, but Zion, you're 22. Someone had a great tweet. I sent it to you and my brother about like this is what happens when a young porn addict gets paid millions of dollars and just has all the time in the world on their hands. Like they. They try to live out their porn fetishes, and right. just, which is just a, it's accurate, accurate statement. And like, I don't know, like, try and get healthy and make an impact on in the NBA, like, and I, you still could do that hypothetically, but like, the public embarrassment is now something you have to deal with. Yeah, so that's not great. Yeah. Uh... It's just it's a shame that we uh, the guy you know, he, he just he, he can't actually get his career on track and now uh, now his personal life's all over there and now apparently another stripper posted a picture of uh, her with him uh, <laughs> like an hour ago. This is my shocked face. Yeah, with him him it's 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 a picture and she took she took a picture of his uh, his back tattoo that says Zion to show it was him. But guy, uh, if I were him, I'd mean, probably well here. So here's my question. Yeah. Was was that picture taken at the strip club? Or no, that, he while well, he was, was on it, in it, a it, private it, residence. It seems like he was laying laying down somewhere, which I guess I don't know. I've never I've never been in the private rooms of strip clubs, so maybe that's a possible thing. But I would assume that he was in his home. Wow. So, uh yeah. Maybe time time to start using some high end uh, escort companies. Sign some sign some not get them to sign some non disclosure agreements. Maybe maybe don't slide into those DMs under the Zion Williams Williamson blue check Instagram account. Yikes! Okay, you know? he's, tw- he's twenty two. Have have a, have a friend do that for you. Like if I was gonna do that, I'd have you just slip into the DMs for me. You know. Oh Zion 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 Zion. But seriously, is Zion good? Um, is that, I, 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 I've, I am once again asking, like, Bernie Sanders meme. <laughs> By the way, I have so many memes that I just haven't posted. And I've also redone the NBA logo of just – of I, I've taken a, a player not to be named because I don't want to piss off the LeBron fans. <laughs> and of, of him complaining to the refs. And I've, I've recolorized it just to be the colors of the NBA logo. Yeah. Just a player complaining to the referees is the new logo. It's great. Uh, I have that I need to post. Now I have this Bernie Sanders meme. I am once again asking, is Zion Williamson good? Um, Between yeah. Zion, oh man, <laughs> Stir, Stir, or Silver's probably just like, you got to be shit me. We go, we go, we go from John, John the toy gun to now Zion in this. He's just like, ugh. 
He's like, do I really got to make the maple bond, the maple Monda, maple mamba, the, the spokesman of the league going forward? The maple mamba. Yeah, well, that's 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 R.J. Barrett's nickname. Oh, okay. The maple mamba. You never heard that before? No. Just like you know, just like you never you never heard of Hemi Butler. You never I, heard I was, of maple mamba. Do, I was gonna say, do you hear the two nicknames you just said? The <laughs> maple mamba and Hemi. He said he said he said maple mamba since Duke. That's 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 oh, been around for a while. Good lord, these are ridiculous. That's that's been around for so long, the Maple Mamba. Um, yeah, dude. I I Silver probably probably called the new Suns owner. It was like cut cut Chris Paul immediately to change change the news the news <laughs> uh, the news cycle. So that's what we're uh what where do, where do you think he's gonna end up? Chris Paul. Yeah. Ah, uh, you're catching me off guard here. Um. But I will say uh, he's going to go to my Pistons. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I, 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 I'm just I, – I was, was going to say, so he's, so he's going to go back with Monty Williams, huh? <laughs> oh, I, I didn't even think about that. Th- that might actually be a thing, but I don't know. I have uh, no idea. Yeah, I, actually, I think he might end up with the Clippers, actually. Go back to the Clippers. Clip City. Clip City. Chip City. Um, so I, I think it would be a mistake. Every, I mean, every, everyone's obviously already speculating the Lakers. Check, Kendrick, I can't believe still can't believe Kendrick Perkins has a job and we don't. Um, he's like, oh, he'd be their missing piece. It's like, really, another another old injury prone guy who comes up small for the, in the playoffs. Lakers? Yeah, you know, you know. Okay, I, I'm gonna say this. You know what would actually be a perfect fit for him? For Chris Paul? Yeah, the Sixers. Boston, Sixers is a good one. Boston, yeah, yeah, I guess. I was thinking Milwaukee. Yeah, well, I mean, it depends. Yeah, you slide, you would slide Drew. Well, that was yeah. You'd, that you'd probably just yeah. replace Drew. When when Paul was on, when he was when he was obviously going to get moved by OKC. Um, that was the that was the talk. No, I don't. I don't think you can. You no way. I mean, you gave up like five picks for that guy. I don't think you. If anything, you get you, you let Middleton walk because you can't trust him anymore to stay healthy. Even though I know he had surgery on his knee. Uh, I would. I I think you keep Holiday. You let you let you would let Paul play the more natural point guard position, and then that way Holiday can just kind of slide into that. Um, just being the elite defender and not even have to worry about scoring. I mean, he'd have to score, but. It wouldn't. It wouldn't kill you if he only has like ten points to, in the game. He wouldn't have to set the tempo on offense. Yeah, and if, I mean, I mean, again, that's assuming Paul can stay healthy because now, obviously, the uh, you know the grass the grass fed uh, vegan diet's been wearing off these last couple of seasons as he's as he's broken down a little bit more in his old age. But yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that was I. Yeah, that was that was one I was looking at a couple years ago for him before he went to Phoenix. Okay. Um, I still keep trying to find this where this loophole would be that they could cut him, waive him, and then re-sign him. I feel like that's. I feel like that shouldn't be a thing, but I guess it is because enough people have said it. Um, yeah, but I think the I think I think the Clippers might actually be the uh, the landing spot, assuming they don't bring back try to bring back uh, Russ or Miami. Maybe Miami. I think Miami's going to land Russ or Chris Paul in the off season. I think they'll be. Uh, I think that'll be a uh, a destination. And then I guess the last one, since you know we won't, we don't need to get into the finals because you know we we you know we just if you haven't checked out our game three recap, check that out last night. Um, 
it seems like I mean they've I, the the Damian Lillard trade conversations are going to start. Where would you like to see him go in the East? Because this is all the NBA is. It's like, like fucking musical chairs, not actually talking about the game itself. Not the game. Not the game that you love and would die for. But where's the next unhappy superstar going to go? Uh, Sixers would be nice. Oh, I mean, they can't get him, but yeah, that would be awesome. Um, The Pistons would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> you're just you're just all about taking the ball out of Cade Cunningham's hands. Um, no, not really. It's just he could be the C.J. McCollum to the Dame Lillard. Gotcha. Yeah, he'd be, he'd be, he'd be taller and better. Yeah, that's probably fair. Um, um, da, 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 da. who else do I like in the East? Um, eh, Cavs don't work. No, uh, unless unless you just. Unless you, you have to. It's going to be like Brooklyn. Yeah, if you were, it's basically going to be in like the Portland East, which is just like him and a bunch of role guys. Yeah, which is dumb. I mean, yeah. Well, and this all started because he was on Brian Custer's um, last stand podcast, and he just brought up hypotheticals and brought up Miami and Brooklyn, and those were two places where he said he'd be, you know, he wouldn't mind playing just because mainly because Miami's friends with Bam and the atmosphere, and he's friends with Mikel Bridges, but. Um, I don't know what Miami, Miami, I guess would have to give up. I don't know what kind of draft assets they have, but like hero would have to be in the deal. Yeah. Hero. Um, obviously Kyle Lowry. Um, well, that's the thing. If you're, if you're Max Struess, but that's the problem. Like it's almost like if you're, um, if you're the Blazers and you're restarting, I'm not taking back bad money. And you don't have any picks, so I don't even know how he would get to my unless again, and it seems like they might actually do it, like unless they're just like, Listen, you've been awesome. You've never you know, you've never uh dogged us to the media, you've never tried to force a trade. Like we'll as long as we can get as long as we can get a couple assets, we'll you know, we'll take that we'll do what we need to do to get you where you want to go. Cause I'd almost be like, You have to give me bam. Because what I gotta have something to restart with, and I, I'm not unless 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 it's Tyler Hero, which Jesus, uh, I guess that's a way to go. He wouldn't go to Toronto, would he? Dame? Yeah. Well, he'd have to get traded, so it wouldn't, I mean, it's not his call. He's already his super here. He signed a super max. I don't even know if that's kicked in yet. The super max he signed, the five year extension. Uh, Toronto would be interesting for Siakam. Maybe a, a Dame Siakam swap. Yeah, or Scotty Barnes, if like they want to. I mean, I, if I'm Port, if I'm Toronto, I'm not giving. How about him Orlando? That'd be fun. I mean, I, I think you have to. I'm pretty sure you have to be seven feet to start there. But I mean, I guess he could come. <laughs> I guess he could come off the I'm bench. I'm gonna say every team in the East. <laughs> I, I, it'd be Cleveland. Cleveland would be interesting if you were like I would. I would. I would. I would trade Donovan Mitchell. I don't. I don't know if he's extended yet though. So then it might not say. So I would I would swap him. I would I wouldn't give up Garland. No way am I giving up Darius Garland from Cleveland. If I could get if I could switch out Mitchell and Dame, I would do that. Even though Mitchell's way younger. Yeah, I don't know. So I I mean I listen. I'd love him. If, there's just there's no way for Philly to get him. They don't. I I don't. They're not going to give up Maxi. They're not going to give up Max Maxi to get him. I don't think. I just don't. I just don't see. I don't. I don't see it. Well, maybe maybe they would. Maxi and Tobias for Dame. But then you have. But then you have no depth, and you don't have. You just don't have. You don't have the assets to get depth. 
It's like kills you. So it's like what? Okay, cool. You got Dame and you got MB. Like you need something around them. Uh, sorry, Dame, 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 PJ Tucker and Joel. PJ Tucker. Jesus. Like that's where you are. All right, that's enough. That's all I got. Go, uh, go, 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 Miami. Let's get this. <laughs> let's let's get this even back to Denver. That would be that would be more fun that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's time for everybody's favorite minute in podcasting. Vroom, vroom, vroom. The NASCAR pit stop in a three and a two and a go. Last week, St. Louis, uh, 1.25 mile track. Kyle Busch wins in his weed car again this season. Uh, he had the best car all day. Good for him. This week, we go to... So, uh, we we lose, by the way, freaking again, we're minus 34 on the year. Send help, send prayers, do something. Uh, we're in Sonoma, road course, out in wine country th- this week. A um, lot, lot of, uh, once upon a time was called the, the uh, super speedway of road courses. Um, it, it's always interesting, but sometimes they could build up big leads there, the, the leader. Uh, we're going with Kyle Larson plus 500, Chase Elliott plus 500, William Byron plus 850, and Ross Chastain plus 900. Hopefully we get a good race. Hopefully we get a winner. Drinking wine on a Sunday. What what more could you ask for? Drinking wine on a Sunday. Watching the Mighty Ducks were coached by Gordon Bombay. Funny enough, my six-year-old son asked me to watch Mighty Ducks for the first time today. I don't even know how where he knew this was a thing, but did you? Yeah, I put it on for him. Sweet. He was like, "Dad, there was some medium words in there," and I'm like, "What do you mean medium words?" He was like, "Like some some cuss words." I was like, "Whatever, buddy. I watched it when I was your age." He was like, yeah. "Okay, they weren't that bad." I'm like, "Okay, whatever." God, tell your t- tell your kid to grow up here and grow up. My Maybe. kids are good kids. They they know bad words and they're like they know they're n- they're not supposed to hear them or say them. Baby, you're a baby. Grow up, Peter Pan. <laughs> Count Chocula. Um. All right. Parlay. We lost last week. I forget why, but we. Just it was can't. you. I won. It I can't be it. I. I mean, uh, the 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 A's the A's only win when I don't bet them. <laughs> right. So. I didn't bet them against Atlanta, and they swept Atlanta. I didn't bet them against Pittsburgh. What they do? Take two out of three against Pittsburgh? Yes. That's right, baby. All right, so we're recording on a Thursday, so who you got? Taking the Brewers over the A's. What day? Uh, Friday or Saturday, either one. You pick. Um, well, you, you tell me. Oh, we'll do tomorrow. Friday? Okay. Yeah, we'll go tomorrow. Which leads me to um, I'll, I'll, means I'll pick a Friday game as well. Um, I will take God the, Avengers Endgame just came on. I'm going to be up to like 4 a.m. tonight. Jesus. I'm going to take the under in the Denver and Miami game. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, that's a way to go. Or wait, they alternating over under, and the last one was under. I'll take the over. I don't know. It was one hundred nine ninety four, I think. Yeah. Don't second. Don't second guess yourself if you want to go under. No, I'm going over. 
Okay. Because it's going to go to overtime. That's a way to go. Going over. Um, so we'll get the over in the hoops game, and you could take. You just keep piling. You, I, I, I gotta stop letting you go first. You're just, you're just taking whoever is playing the A's. Just, just, just piling up. I mean, you can, you can take the A's on. You can take the Brewers on Saturday. Yeah, but we can't parlay that. Why not? Because they don't come out with the odds for both games at once. Oh, that, in case that's, there's like injuries or whatever. That makes me sad. Yeah. Okay. All right. Over in the basketball game and the Brewers. Should we take them run line? Minus one and a half. Get some more juice. I, it's, I don't know what that means, so that's your call. It means oh. they have to win by two instead of by one. Sure. Done. I thought with anyone by one. Uh, I'm going to blame you. Fine. Let's assume positions for the world-famous two-brew salute for beer number two. And a three. And a two. And a one. I have a Mickey Ultra bottle. What you I'm got? Sipping on my my nectars. All right, cool. All right, beer two this week. What might be the freakiest show of all time, maybe? Yellow Jackets. Yellow Jackets. Oh, we're jacket. we're a little bit behind on the season finale, but I'm caught up. We're, we're, we've we're, we've both watched uh, through season two. Um, Good lord. Where where do you want to start? Just, the, just why, why, why do I watch this show at one a.m.? Like, how does that happen that I continue to just watch this show at like one in the morning and so, just creep, just creep myself out? Here's, here's, here's the gist of the show, everyone. Spoiler alert. Here's the gist of the show. Girls soccer, high school girls soccer team from New Jersey. They're flying across country uh, for nationals. Their plane goes down in Canada. They spend eighteen months in Canada. They get rescued, and so there's the current day timeline where they're like 40-year-old adults versus the timeline of showing what happened in the woods. And in the current timeline, they keep talking about, oh, we, we have secrets of what we did there to survive. And then in the, in the timeline of them as high schoolers, they're slowly revealing all this messed up stuff they did to survive in the woods. Um, and in season two, they start to reveal more of the cannibalism, more of the devil, sa- like satanic worship, satanic, like borderline wor- worship, but like almost like I don't even rich rituals, maybe the, to like help them survive. And like, you know, basically they, they uh, in one episode, they watch someone drowns and then rescued the body after they drowned. So that way they could eat eat the person just just messed up stuff yeah it went from they're they're covering up the murder from season one in the present timeline um and now the cops are after her in the present timeline but now there's like uh, a character that uh one of the girls that was in the woods with them who was not revealed in season one is now revealed in season two and she's like a cult leader lottie 
Lottie, so there's this whole cult aspect to it. Lots. Love lots. Everything about it is just creepy and bizarre. One thing I noticed is that, like, if they just had it, if they didn't have music to it, the musical score is genius. Amazing. And it it really, really brings the eeriness out of the whole situation. Like, if it wasn't for the musical score, I'd, I'd be, like, I'd still be freaked out, but not as badly. Yeah, it definitely puts you way more on. I mean, even just the intro is just so fucking freaky that it just the, the setup of it gets there. Yeah, I the some of the some of the twists and turns, and maybe you could have insinuated this from season one when uh, it ended with the the altar of the uh, the dog's uh, severed head and and ripped out heart, um, and the voodoo doll of uh, the one uh, was Taisha's uh, adoptive son. <laughs> um, but, you know, the whole time you're probably figuring, you know, these girls, they probably, you know, out of necessity, somebody passed away, they, you know, ate, ate, ate their bodies. It was implied by the end of season one. That there was some form of cannibalism. It, it was it, no longer implied in season two. <laughs> and But it... it, it Very it, explicit. Shit escalated quickly. They went from eating a already dead Jackie... Which she'd been dead for like two months, so God knows what kind of infections they probably were fighting off in there. I mean, talk talk about Yobagayo, my I, lord. I, I I kept saying like, I don't know that did they ever disembowel Jackie or like did they just no have, they just no they just started eating her. That's what I'm saying. Like whatever yeah. guts were in there that basically became boiled like yeah. inside the meat, and then they ate the meat. Like that didn't make. She, any sense. I, I still don't understand. I still don't understand the mechanics and the science behind the snow sauna that was created with the fire. But that's neither here nor right. There. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I'm not a smoker guy. So like maybe you and Gove can explain that to me one day. Maybe we can do a test test run with somebody at some point. But it was like it was like a steam boil, like like a crawfish yeah. boil. <laughs> um, but they go from you know she had already died to them basically drawing cards to actually murder someone to eat them to the point where they basically chased uh teen ah god who who's the the drug addict who who was um oh my god um not shauna not not taisa i already already forgot christine ricci's character's name and she's misty misty and she's fucking amazing uh taisa the hell is what the hell is the the drug addict? Uh, the drug addict. I'm like I'm trying to I'm like looking at pictures of Jackie because that actress Natalie nice. Natalie yeah um you know they're with 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 pitch with with knives with knives they're chasing Natalie uh across a river to where Javi's gonna lead her lead her to his hiding place and to your point this is the scene where he falls through the ice and she's uh, trying to save him and then Misty says no let him go because otherwise we'll have to eat you. Like and she just lets Javi drown. Like and uh, man, that 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 broke me, man. Like there's there's always parts of certain shows that break me, and that broke me. I'm like, man, fucking Javi, poor guy. Like he was out on his own. He came back. He finally was opening up. He's trying to save Natalie, and she just she just let him she just let him drown, man. Ugh, just just to eat him. Um, and then and then the season ends with two absolutely just insane things in the present timeline. They they. Uh, the cult leader Lottie is who had spent time in a in a mental institute is basically convinced that whatever devil worshiping they whatever 
spirit, whatever the heck they worshipped back in the woods, yeah. wants them to recreate it. So they they put on these super creepy masks, draw the cards, and start chasing Shauna, adult Shauna, through the woods with what we see previously were um, dull dull knives other than the one Lottie had. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, my God, they're going to murder her. But then they don't. Um, and that ends creepy with, like, the cops coming and everything. And But also... In, they do mur- well, There is a murder. Well, yeah, they murder... Yeah, they murder the... Um, Natalie. Wait, they murder... Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Mist, Mist, Misty inadvertently stabs uh, Natalie, stabs yeah. Natalie with, with she the was drug. Gonna, with yeah, because nobody Natalie, can detect. Cause, yeah, because Natalie jumps in front of the teenage girl who, like, she was trying to help to get out of that goddamn place that reminded who reminded her of her. And, um, yeah. yeah she Misty gets, accidentally she, kills her best friend. Yeah. Yeah, M- M- Misty had a habit of doing that in season two. Yeah. Pushed, she pushed in uh, back, back in, back in uh, the flashback. She pushed her friend off the cliff after she told her that she broke. Well, she didn't the, really uh, push her. She she scared her off the edge of the cliff. She didn't said, she oh, put? No, I, she, no. She like she like lunged at her and said, "I'll effing kill you." And and the oh, girl goes, I, "Ah!" And like and like keeps backing away and like backed over the cliff. Oh, she didn't actually thought, touch her. Oh, I oh. thought she. I thought she actually gave her. I thought she gave her a little, little little twitch there. Um, no, no, no. Yeah, when she, because uh, she thought that, yeah, I, she thought that her best friend would be uh, thrilled to know that Misty destroyed the one thing that could have, could have rescued them from this nonsense, just because Misty was thought thought it was cool that people knew that she had she that she knew how to make a fire for God's sakes, uh, yeah. So Natalie, Natalie dies. That was a, that was that was well done. She's like as she's dying, she's like going back on the plane. I don't, I don't know why I forgot that, but also don't forget too that in in the woods, uh, oh, I haven't forgotten. Frame, the coach, who's just sick of all these, all these freaking high school girls. He's had nonsense. he's had a spill of women for a while. He he's like, hey, I found Javi's hideout place. I'm gonna go there, but before I go hide out, I'm just gonna torch this whole damn house on fire. And just you, now they it. didn't show that, right? But they didn't show, but it's implied. You, it was, it had to have been him, right? Yeah, they showed him lighting a, a match or and spreading the gas. Oh, did they? But they 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 showed him like spreading the gas. Oh, I must have missed that piece. I but just then, figured it was implied that he did that. But the, but they didn't they didn't actually show him lighting the fire. They just showed him like gathering the materials to make oh, the gotcha. fire. Oh, gotcha. Okay, yeah. And that's after they and they it was just it was odd. It was odd that they which chose I guess the, theoretically he could have t- been taking all the all that fire stuff into his little cave. But yeah, I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was. I thought they actually showed him outside the house, like with the smirk on his face. You might be right. I I I, uh, I can't remember. Um, but it was interesting that they chose to kill adult Natalie because in the flashbacks they've now made young Natalie their leader. Yeah. So, um, and then Elijah. <laughs> I Fred, he was great. I thought Elijah Wood was great as a little like creep creepo like. Agreed. Fake. Yeah, like a rich creepo, like private invest, fake private investigator. He he was amazing. Him and him and to- totally Reed. eccentric character. Yeah, yeah. And I I can't remember if they've done anything together before, but they they had very good chemistry. Him Agreed. and Christina, Christina Ricci. Um, he kills he kills the cop that's been that was friends with the girls in high school and and basically sets up the uh, sets up the his partner who was fake entrapping 
um, Shauna's daughter to get the confession out of her, uh, and then blames basically blames the murder on the artist on 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 the good cop. Um, just well done. He just was just awesome. Like the humor, like everything was just yeah. He he just knocked the roll out of the ballpark. Yeah, in season two. So, so wait a second. So did did um. Did Elijah Wood kill one the the one cop with the mustache? No, he. Who did he, he ba- shoot in the trunk? The cop, the cop that was friends with them in high school. Oh, okay. He he, did, so he, he knocked him. He knocked. He, killed, him, he did kill the the one cop. Yeah, he knocked. He knocked him. He knocked that cop out and put him in the trunk. And then when the mustache partner opened the trunk, Elijah Wood took his, his took, gun, grabbed yeah. his gun, and shot him. Yeah. So well, maybe he might have been. He he might have killed him with whatever he gave him, and then he just had the bullets. Yeah, him. yeah, that's what I, he killed him with. Whatever he gave him, and then he just put the bullets in him just to show. Which like, I'm sure I'm sure an autopsy would have shown that, but that's we're not going to nitpick on that. Of, no, of all, no, the, of all, no. Of, the, but those drugs didn't show up in an autopsy because that's what yeah. Mitzi used in the cigarettes. Good. Call. Oh, true. Yeah. Misty okay. Used okay. the cigarettes. Okay. So those, that drug, and that's why. They couldn't say what happened to Natalie, and they were like, "Oh, t- we can't." T- looks like she just died. She OD'd, yeah, of something. Yeah, because those that that drug didn't show up in an autopsy, so that's why he went and did with the gun to make it look like it was a murder of a fellow yeah. fellow cop or whatever. Which yeah. again, why why would he get into the trunk and then get shot? Like none of it would have made sense in terms of like an actual murder. Fair. Um, yeah, it's fair. They would have been like, "Wait a minute, why did how why did the guy put his partner in there alive and then shoot him when he was in the trunk? That would made that would have made no sense." Yeah, it's fair. Uh, yeah, man. Um, I couple, I I, I, I enjoy- other notes. Okay, keep going with your notes. Let's go. If you wanna, wait. What's the hold on? If you wanna for a good time, call. Oh, God. Um, Six zero seven four seven eight one zero three three. Um, there's a there's a recorded message that of of um, I think it's the young girl. I don't know who it is, but it's it's a frantic person saying that the cops are coming. We're being overrun. We're losing all of our honey. Blah blah blah. And it's basically the cult. Um, and I, you know, a frantic call from the cult. Uh, of of like stuff going down. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know if that was part of this season or something that's gonna like. I don't know if that's a foreshadowing of next season. I don't know. <coughs> it was but, probably this season. Yeah. Um. That's interesting. That was a fun little fun little thing. But here's my question to you: Is this show good? Yes. Why? I think I think it's good. Um, because I think it's at least somewhat of like an original, um, idea. Like, obviously it's taking Lord of the Flies and stretching it out here with the, the girls soccer team, but like, it's just not like, I don't know. I feel it's not just a recycled, recycled story that we've seen. It's like, eh, all right. We just threw, we threw some, some big, some big names at it, you know, a fancy writer, we're gonna we're just gonna stream it on Netflix and people are gonna watch it. I, I at least like I like the script. Like I think the actresses are well, I think everybody. I think the acting's tremendous, especially the young girls too. Like they're all like 
even That's the, a good even, point. the young girls are killing it. Even yeah. the weirdo with like the dead rat was this cringe. Like she has like no role other than just like petting this fake rat that's dead, and like they're all just doing such a great job. Um, good. Call. And I am I am like just kind of curious as to like it, it's got. It, I mean, Bing, even though you bingo you, exactly what you're about to say, but like bingo. you know the end game, but I still want to know how we get there. So, so it's like it, it's it's uncomfortable to watch. Oh, very. I yeah. don't enjoy watching it, but it's a good plot. It, it's well done. I, it, that's I guess that I don't know if it's good, but it's well done. It's very well done. Yeah. And and the the thing that keeps me going is I want to know if they ever make a suggestion of whether or not the devil worshiping is a real thing or if it's all big time coincidence. It it feels as though it's big time coincidence. But there's enough like weirdness going on where they kind of like are bringing you in, mm-hmm. and I think it's going to be a coincidence. I I think the writer's commentary is going to be that hey, this is all coincidence. But when people believe something like this, look how it influences their behavior and the results of their behavior. Yeah, and I think that's going to be like the like the the overarching theme of the show. Yeah, it's probably fair. But like, I I just I just really like that part is just so intriguing of like the paranormal aspect of it and like how these ladies are dealing with 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 that and like the trauma of like surviving in the woods with no survival skills yeah and i mean even the the biggest surprise and i guess you 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 were on top of this but i guess to me the confirmation that shauna's baby wasn't the isn't the daughter that came, that her daughter that's in present day was not the child she was pregnant with. Yeah, I was baby. on top of that because that baby the, died. The years didn't add up. Do we know what year? Do we know what year they're in right now in present day though? Well, the daughter's eighteen years old. Yeah. Well, and the crash happened in like ninety three, right? Right. So yeah, it, it just didn't add up. I mean, well, what ninety three? I mean, it could be two thousand twelve in present day. We have, we don't we have no idea. Yeah, I think we do. Uh, okay. All based, right, on, right. based on their cell phones and everything. Fair. All right. Fair point. Fair, you're using technology against me. I can't argue that. <laughs> can't can't argue that piece. But okay, yeah. So that was that was interesting. And her her tire. The uh, man. I'll, I'll tell you. Talk about over the top. Uh, her just absolutely beating the shit out of Lottie was just. Ooh, that was brutal. Whew, like you think you think a human face swells up like that uh, so quickly? Yeah. Man, like. Yeah unrecognizable for god's sakes um pissing out blood oof jesus like that was yeah like they just i mean they don't they do not scale back on the brutality yeah which they is, turn they turn uh, it up which is again it's hard to watch but it's appreciated because like yeah yeah you're you have like 15 girls in the woods with no survival skills and somehow like i don't well we don't know how many of them make it 10 i don't know well Eight. That what was interesting in the very ten, first ep- nine, the, the very eight, first seventy sixers. Yeah, the first episode introducing adult Lottie. You did see them coming off the plane being rescued, but I don't know that they. I don't recall who they showed being. Re- but I mean, we do know based on this season, we know that Taisa. Well, last season it was obviously Shauna, Taisa, Misty, Natalie, and Lottie. Those five. Also, also, um, uh, who's was it? Trevor? Who was the guy that killed? 
Killed well, he killed himself, yeah, and Trevor gets away. Yeah, Trevor Trevor was back. And then in this season, I think the only other confirmation was Thaisa's girlfriend in the flashbacks, who I always forget her name. Van? Is it Van? Clawface? Yeah. 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 Uh, who's now dying of... Uh, cancer. Cancer, yeah. So... Um, Is that her name? Can't... Van or Cam? It might or... be Van. It probably, Van sounds right. We'll call her. Let's just call her Van. Why not? Uh, so, yeah, those are the only ones we know. I'm assuming Coach doesn't make it. They'd probably eat his ass. Although, I mean, I'm a, I'm a light guy, so he wouldn't he wouldn't do much for me. Bazinga. All right. It's weird. Well, because he's missing a leg. Yeah, I know. I just, I'm just still confused. Well, because I I wouldn't enjoy eating him because he's missing the appendage. Uh, he's I'm a I'm a leg guy, like the leg. Ah, ah. Oh, I I didn't. I I thought you meant like, uh, I I I whiffed on that. I gotcha. It's <laughs> all right. That's all right. You know, can, can, we don't always do cannibalism humor on this show, guys. Uh, <laughs> but I, I gotta say, um, and man, uh, Rose, Rose from Two and a Half Men playing Shauna, the episode where her minivan gets stolen and she goes and finds the, uh, the chop shop and is holding the gun, threatening the guy and goes into the whole spiel about, you know, have you ever, have you ever peeled someone's skin off to eat them alive? And she goes, and by the way, I'm not shaking cause I'm scared. I'm shaking cause I'm excited to do this. Like absolutely terrifying. And just like, wow, she, Man, she she's been killing it. I mean, between between this and uh, I'd say I between mean, this and um her her cameo in uh, The Last of Us, The Last of Us, yeah, Rose. She, Rose she's really making... showing her range after having what seemed like a few years off. I don't know if she actually did have a few years off, but yeah, um, I don't remember her in any other other than Two and a Half Men. I know she had a small role in that Clooney movie with the airplane up in the air. Um, Melanie yeah, Linsky. I, I can't think of what else she uh, she had going on um, out there, but yeah, I mean she's yeah she's I mean she is doing awesome uh, in this show. But uh, again, I, the young kudos to all the young um, the young actresses that are that are playing the the girls uh, in high school because man, just phenomenal stuff, phenomenal stuff. Yeah. So and the young the young girl that plays Thaisa's, she's 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 got to be racking in the cash between the screen movies and this. Oh, I didn't realize she was in the screams. She's in the the two the two new ones that they've done. She's uh, yeah, she's in it. Her um, and her and Ortega. Wow. Yeah. Um. So, and, and apparently, um, friends of mine have told me that it's expected that this show is going to go five uh, five, seasons. five five seasons. Yeah. Oh, that's it's. I don't know. Okay. We're, well, I'm I'm plot committed. <laughs> okay, whatever. Yeah, I feel like I feel like they could probably crescendo this in three. I thought I thought they might, fit. and that's I thought a, this might just be done, honestly. And I'll tell you the problem. And this is I know you're not an avid Showtime guy. I don't. Do we watch anything else on Showtime for the pod? Uh, Have we? I feel like there was something else, but I don't remember. I don't know. Um, I feel like we're not. We have. We, we're not. We don't do tons of Showtime shows. Um, but. Show, usually Showtime knocks the first two seasons of shows out of the ballpark. Like, awesome stuff. Like, Homeland, 
first two seasons, two of the best seasons on television I've watched. But they like pop their load too early on the the plot, and like just went way downhill after that because it's like instead of playing the long game on it the right way, they just screwed it up. So like, I hopefully. Hopefully they hopefully they don't pull a lost and they know where they want to go with this stuff. Um, but I I feel like next season could be the you know you've already started them like basically choosing girls to kill and eat. You could start that out early and then bring kind of bring it all in. Just do like a just do a sixteen episode season and then just be done with the show. And I think it would do right. really well. So. Um, but again, they're only doing, you know, I, the first season was 10. This season was 9. So it's not like they're overblowing it with, like, 16-episode seasons. So maybe, you know, maybe uh, maybe 50 episodes is fine. And they'll, they'll 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 do a good job with it. But, you know, Natalie, adult Natalie was, was really good. I, I like that. I mean, the actress, was she was doing a lot of crazy shit. So I don't know who's going to step up uh, in that role. But, um because Lottie, like adult, adult, Lewis. adult Lottie doesn't do anything for me. Like that's that's fine. Like okay, like she's kind of she's kind of hot in like a this chick's you know six ways off the fucking rocker kind of kind of way. But other than that, Misty. Um yeah, Misty's just that's that's a good question. Is how is how is the accidental murder of her her by her best friend who now that's her what that's her. Third, if not fourth, body count in her life at this point. Uh, she got a couple body counts. It's her. It's her previous uh, best friend off the cliff, right? Yep. It is. You you the, can make the argument, Javi, in the in the lake. She killed the. She killed the investigator. Killed the investigator with a cigarette. Now accidental, Natalie. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows how many old people she's probably killed at that nursing home. Ooh. Right, <laughs> like she's, like she's kind of a murderer. Like none who's of been, them are. None of them are. Uh, well, I guess the cigarette was intentional. But like, who's uh, who's 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 watching that bird while she's screwing around at the uh, the compound? That's a good question. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I kind of I wouldn't mind if they wrapped it up in three seasons and just did the spinoff, the adventures of Misty and uh, Frodo. Oh God, that would be pretty wild, right? There and back just, again. Just just have them solving uh. Just have them. Oh, well, that'd be a great time. We should we should pitch that to uh, to Showtime for someone steals it. Um, just have them solving these like weird murder mysteries. Oh my god, that'd be so cool. There and back again. The adventures of Misty and Frodo. <laughs> so good. So good. Oh man. All right. Well, that was that was the assignment for this week. It was nuts. Um. Yeah, if you haven't gotten into it yet, I highly rec- we highly recommend getting into it. You're going to be weirded out, but you're going to be addicted. Yeah, you just you, you just want to know want to want to know how they start eating eating body parts. Really want to know what's in that hatch. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, Drew. As per usual, my man. Good talk. See you out there. Big t- big kisses, uh, tall guy. Sit down, pull you that first round You got an open count, toss it out Everybody's cordial right now Stir up the crowd, 
at you that second round Go on and throw it out Talking about anything that makes you get loud 